0: Five o'clock in pirate country And 94.3 The Game is gonna get you home with the PMAT In
1: five, four, three, two, one
2: Lock it in, turn it
0: up It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates Alright, so uh a great honor we start the show today, Coach Mike Houston, in the studio, in the house, with a little Journey.
2: Great choice of music.
0: It's your guy Ben awesome. Byram over there. No doubt. Had hey, Ben hunt. Byram. I just knew.
2: <laughs> Good call. Now, if you, if you can come with a little Bon Jovi and then maybe some Def Leppard after that, you'd, oh, okay. you'd, you'd, you'd have
1: us hooked. I, I had think, a feeling about those, too. I think Ben's got
2: you <laughs> taken care of today on this, Coach. Yeah, right? I've, I've done my best to educate our players to some of the classics. Yeah.
1: I, I was listening
0: to something the other day on the road, and it was Def Leppard. It was like one of those, you know, revisiting the countdown yeah. of the 80s show. Right. Boy, that Def Leppard. What an album that was, like in the <laughs> <Yeah>. late 80s. <laughs> Hysteria was the name of it. That was yeah. that was an album. That yeah. was a great album.
2: No that was high school. Yeah. Oh, that was high school for yourself? So that, that, that was high school. Yeah. Late okay. 80s. Late 80s. What car were you uh, rolling around in? What vehicle? <laughs> a 1969 Volkswagen Bug. <laughs> I mean, that, that thing... I think I paid like $1,200 for it. Okay. I, I, worked, I worked in the summers and saved up and paid about $1,200 for it. How I didn't kill myself in that car, I don't know. Because
0: so. <laughs> you treated it like a Trans Am, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a rolling piece of junk
2: now, I'm just telling you. But it got me from point A to point B. That's what worked, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, Mike Houston's <clears throat> with you. It's great to see you. Yeah, good. You see look you. fantastic, yeah. by the way. You Thanks. look great. You look great. Uh, and it's, hey, as you said when we went on, uh, We have spring. It may not be the most ideal spring ball, but we got spring ball. Yeah,
2: Uh, it's it's better than last year. You know, it's not uh, it's not ideal. You know, we're still dealing with uh, with COVID stuff, but uh, but we are practicing and uh, and you know we're you know we're back. I I told uh, John Gilbert. I was talking to him this afternoon. I told him I I feel like we're we're back to where we were when we went on pause. You know, I I think Mm -hmm. we we had a very physical practice yesterday, and uh, we're getting a lot of the guys back uh, you know, later this week and early next week. So, uh, we should have most of the roster available for the last week of practice. Okay. Which goes into, uh, we're, a week from Saturday. We're having our spring scrimmage. I know right. we said we're not having a spring game. Right. We're yeah. having a spring game. It's just, you
0: know, <laughs> just not with all the bells and, and right. pageantry and whistle yeah, I mean, we'll have, you.
2: we'll have a lot of parents there and uh, I'm sure we'll have some recruits there and stuff. Right. And, uh, you know, any of the fans that are, um, you know, in the area, they're welcome to come watch. It's, it's going to be open. but Okay. Um, yeah. The kids are pretty excited about it.
0: And that's a week from Saturday.
2: Yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: This I, I, this is why we had you on today. I yeah. wanted to get the skinny on the, the whole, inside on the scoop, the inside scoop you know. on the whole night. Now you know. So, you know, I, I, I've talked to a lot of coaches and a, and a lot of uh, ex-coaches, and all the ex-coaches say, you know what they ought to do for every coach across the board is add a year to everybody's contract. It's a they, good, good suggestion. They really ought to do that because, right. I mean, the past year is a lost year it's, for everybody.
2: I don't ever go through it again. I know that.
0: Yeah. How, you know, we, we, I, and, and you talk to me each week, which, you know, you deserve some kind of reward for that or a <laughs> or medal or something. But one of the more interesting, and we talked a little bit about this, uh, that game before tempo, I mean, you're minutes before kickoff, and there's, it just seems like there's a, bunch of uncertainty that, oh, there that seemed was. to
2: crystallize the <laughs> I mean, whole year our, our kids I finally went in the locker room and just told our kids just flat I just told them, this is what's going on right <laughs> you stay ready we're going to play this game I mean I, I was determined but uh you know it's it, it was you really you didn't know if you were going to play it or not I mean if it hadn't have been for just the determination of you know both uh you know both institutions uh both team doctors and the conference uh, you know, they did a lot of you know, a lot of stuff just to make sure we were safe. Uh, but you know, you definitely wanted to play that game.
0: But that's minutes before the game
2: Oh it's is about to begin. Yeah, I mean, we're in wasn't... the middle we're in the middle of pregame warm up. Yeah. And uh, you know, started you know becoming aware of an issue with one of their players.
0: was there talk initially of hey this isn't gonna happen or, or was was it sort of real how was that coming into you
2: real time? Yeah, well, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Uh, Mike Houston is uh, with us uh, here at the studio. The, the game a week from Saturday, what time will that be?
2: Um, we, either 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock. Okay. You know, since since it's not a set kind of thing right. with fans and right. uh, pageantry and stuff like that, um, we're going to decide tomorrow morning. Okay, so, uh, I got you. Ba- basically, we're just trying to decide uh, what's best for the kids. I understand. Yeah.
0: H- how do you uh, feel like this group has embraced the spring? Because, you know, the spring can get a little, for certain guys maybe they have been through it, uh, yeah, many on this roster have, but sometimes the spring be a little tough. Has this sort of everybody stemmed a stern or a little, They kind of fired up it, about it? It
2: really started as good as it could possibly start. I mean, I'm telling you, after practice five, I mean, I walked off the field saying, you know what, we're going to be pretty dang good now. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was, it was really just a, the best practice we have had since I've been at East Carolina. And then we get put on pause two days later. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, it, it was hard getting started back. Um you know, I've, I just, you know, these pauses, they do a lot to the kids mentally and physically. Um, not not the ones that have COVID, the ones that don't have COVID. Right. Um, and so we were pretty rusty getting started back last week. So we're, you know, we're back going pretty good. But, uh, you know, Saturday will be really good anytime we put them in a competitive situation. You know, yesterday we finished uh, we finished practice with a live uh, red zone period. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's really, you know, you're competing. Down there near the goal line. Anytime we put these kids in that situation, they don't they don't disappoint. I mean, you see some, you know, some of those highlight plays that uh, you know all the fans enjoy. So. Right
0: now, there's also some late game stuff you do. Yeah, maybe this is part of it. Yep. Holt Naylor says it's not really fair to the offense, but. <laughs> What is he speaking about?
2: Uh, oh, he's talking about our, our, our little uh, three-on-three Oklahoma drill that we oh, uh, that we did. I, I asked him, I said, what do you mean it's not fair to the offense? He said, well, you know, he, yeah, it's really a defensive drill. I said, no, it's, it's a football drill. Right. I said, the last time I checked, fourth and one is a situation we're right. going to be in, and you better be pretty hard-nosed on fourth and one. Yeah. Both sides of the ball. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, he— he, he he just doesn't get to throw it in that drill. That's <laughs> that's the that's the issue, right? He's he he. Yeah.
0: He, the thing was, he always you know he's going to run always. No, no, he loves the throw now, doesn't he? He's, oh, he's, yeah. he's no, he does, but he's he's he does he, both. I'll tell you, he's had great. a great yep. he's
2: had a great spring. Sunday, Sunday he had one of the best days that uh, I've seen him have. Yeah. And really efficient and made some throws that were just you know some of those wow. He's, you know, he's slimmed up too. Yep. Uh, and it's it gotten stronger, but. He really, you know, after after last fall, he and I met, and we and and he and Coach Kirkpatrick met, and we just talked about some things he needed to do with his body to you know improve himself, and so he worked with uh, Coach Big John and our strength staff on flexibility, mm-hmm. explosiveness, and you know really trying to get to where you know when he when he does run the ball, you know, be able to stick his foot in the ground and change directions and get you know get vertical quickly mm-hmm. um and you know he's typical holton you know they gave him a plan and you know he worked his tail off all winter kind of exceeds what yeah i mean, you, he, I mean he's, that, that's, he, yeah. that's the great thing about him is you know if you lay a plan out for him he's going to do it because he wants to be great right. and uh that's the, the that's traits that you just can't you know that's just something some kids have and so He's worked very, very hard on his body, and it's it's really paid off this spring.
0: We've got uh, Coach Mike Houston uh, with us uh, here. Uh, lots to talk about with spring ball going on. We appreciate Coach uh, taking some time with us here this afternoon uh, on the Patrick Johnson Show. He has he sort of embraced everything. I mean, because it's a tough as it's the hometown right. hero thing. It's the coaching change. It just seems like at times we put the weight of the world on him. Right. And but but if you the time you've known him really, really intimately and well, do you feel like that he's evolved into a, a guy that can lead a, a any, yeah. any program? No,
2: no, no doubt. And I, you know, you, you talk about those things and really, you know, I couldn't ask for anything more from him than what he's given. And he does not appear to carry the weight of the world. I mean, he and I talk a lot. I mean, it's, you know, the head coach and the quarterback, you're going to talk a lot. We talk a lot about those kind of things. And I don't want him to ever I, I try to protect him as much as I can from feeling pressure anything more than what he puts on himself mm-hmm. because at the end of the day he's still a kid and uh, sometimes people forget that. Yeah. You know, and uh he, he's not perfect. Uh sometimes people forget that too. And so uh I just he he's great. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm so thankful that I've had the opportunity to coach him and I, I look forward to the the time that we have left in his career. And uh, I certainly don't think he's reached his ceiling. And I think he's really, I I think he is poised, much like our program is poised to really have a, you know, have a, have a shot at a pretty special year. So.
0: Usually it's year three in a culture change turnaround situation where you, now we, we, as we talked a moment ago last year, very unique.
2: (laughs) That's interesting. It's a way to put it. It's a way to put it. Yeah.
0: So, do you feel like this is year three, or, or do you f- do you feel two point five? Okay,
2: because you you because so much of last year was lost from a standpoint of being able to be with the kids, mm-hmm. and that's really what hurt us the most is just not seeing the players every single day. That's why I told them, you know, about the recent pause. Anytime we get in a situation where we're not with the kids every day, I get concerned because they just you know once they spread out and get, you know, sometimes you can have guys get into things they don't need to get into. Uh, they're not going to work and train the way they do with us. Uh, and even the committed ones, just you you need that leadership. You need that peer, you need all that cohesive yeah. stuff. Right. And so much goes into a team culture. And the only way you develop a team culture is together. And so uh, I'd say 2.5, but I, I'm, I'm pleased with where we are.
0: Right. Uh, health-wise, how's everybody? I know some guys that have been a little banged up, but then there's the COVID yeah. issues as well. So I yeah. mean, how, how is all that for you right now? That's the the question coaches love to be asked, I know. We're
2: getting there. Okay. Like I said, we're getting some guys back. Some of the guys that have missed the beginning of spring are, you know, practicing now, Mm -hmm. like uh, Nashad Strother and Trent Holler Mm -hmm. are both back. Uh, And, uh, you know, Xavier Smith, uh, he did part of practice yesterday. He should do the bulk of practice tomorrow. Aaron Ramsour is going to take a a few snaps tomorrow. So we're starting to get some of those guys with some off-season injuries back.
0: Earlier on, I know C.J. Johnson was. Yeah, out. he's
2: he's back. Yeah, okay. he he had a really good day yesterday. He needed. He's never had spring ball. No, he needed it. I'll t- and I texted him this morning. I really thought yesterday, just his attitude and approach at practice yesterday, and I, I, I challenge him just consistency. If he can put days like that together, mm-hmm. um, he will see improvement because yesterday I saw the seat what C.J. can be. Right. And uh, which you know he's got a, he's got a high ceiling. It's just the consistency of putting that work in day in and day out, and that you know the execution, that commitment, you know all those things.
0: We're, uh you're asked a lot about Mason Garcia. In fact, mm-hmm. we talked about right before we went on yeah. the air here a little bit. Uh, there's someone who every I would imagine to me he's getting better and better every each time every,
2: you... every day. Every day is, that he can go out there and work and develop is uh, is definitely a positive because. He has that God-given ability. Um, you know, most of the stuff that we're working on, there's some fundamental stuff and some things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always going to be that. But the mental aspect is the big thing that, uh, you know, he is developing this spring. Just the experience that you can't you, – you cannot replicate it. You cannot simulate it. I mean, at the quarterback position, you know, and like, you know, yesterday all of a sudden defensively we put in, you know, two or three different coverages. That we haven't been seeing, and all of a sudden, I was talking to Coach Kirkpatrick this morning. You know, you're seeing uh, you know six different coverages in our practice, and and for a quarterback, that's an experienced guy like Holton, he can handle it. Mm -hmm. Uh, A young guy like uh, Mason, all of a sudden, that's that becomes a lot now, right? You know, because you're seeing all these different looks, and you know, defensively, try to disguise them to all look the same pre-snap, and so it really that experience uh, is something that he's uh, he's getting and he needs. It's always
0: great to have competition. We're going to yeah. talk about some of the areas where there, yeah. The relationship as a as a mentor with Holton and, and Mason, you asked Holton to maybe no, kind of I, take yeah. some of that on. Absolutely, last year, yeah. Uh, give us a little bit of you know where that relationship is now, that mentorship. No,
2: you know. I think it's good. I think Holton provides um, certainly. A, he's a role model for all the quarterbacks of how to how to prepare, uh, you know, how to be a good teammate, how to lead the offense. Um, I think you know he's a he's a good guy in the meeting rooms from a perspective of, you know how to how to how to how to look at film how to take coaching all those things, uh, but you know outside of Holton it's a very young room. I mean the rest of them right. are, are freshmen and well, there's there's a lot you know, of young and, rooms and, and on then, this roster. There are, and then Walter is a high school senior. You know yeah. Walt, Walter's supposed to be getting ready for the prom, and all of a sudden you know we're we're, we're bringing saw blitz at him. So you know it's. Uh, uh,
0: Coach, could you you can hang for a little bit, can't yeah. you? Okay, yeah. we're going to get a break. Uh, we'll come back. A lot of other things to talk about. There's some NCAA news today, uh, which uh, obviously is going to have an impact on your profession. Yeah. So we'll get into all of that. Mike Houston's uh, with us, Patrick Johnson Show. More with Coach in just a minute.
2: I'm telling you,
0: he is on it. See, Ben's, no. <laughs> Ben Byram, uh, ben, he's, he's become a suit now.
2: Yep. Hey, Ben.
1: Good. Don't scare me like that, coach.
2: Good. Good job.
0: Have, do you have the guy, coach, that you kind of maybe started off in the equipment room or something, and he's ascended his way through the organization? You've worked with guys like that. Well,
2: you? <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so, Ben Byram. Fantastic. You, you know, Trip Weaver, our safeties coach. That's right, yeah. So he was my JV quarterback. Um, he came to my youth <laughs> camp growing mm-hmm. up when he was growing up, he's my J V quarterback my last year as a high school coach. Right. So I'm I'm at Lenore Ryan by the time he graduates from high school. And he, he's coming to East Carolina as a student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, Coach, I, I want to get into coaching. How can I get involved with the football program? So I gave him a name of a guy, Harold Robinson. He uh-huh. was working with the staff then. We know Harold I Robinson. Said, well, I said yeah. I said, Go see Harold. I, I called Harold, told him he was coming, and I think the first day he went and see him, and Harold kind of shoot him away. I think I said, "Harass the snot out of him, too." <laughs> he let you do something, right? And so he did because that's Trip's personality. And uh, so he started off in the equipment room.
0: There you go.
2: Yeah, that's the. he's there. You go.
0: That's the the coach Weaver of radio right there, <laughs> Ben Byram. He's he's now running the place practically uh, here every day. Uh, Mike Houston is with us. It's great to have Coach uh, with us here. There are some new additions to the staff. Yeah. Uh, tell us about those guys.
2: We've got a couple of guys off the field and then three on the field coaches that are new to our staff. So uh, Chris Foster is our new running backs coach. Uh, Latrell Scott uh, is coaching the slots yep. and the tight mm-hmm. ends, passing game coordinator. Uh, Tim Doust is coaching uh, the ends and rushes and our special teams coordinator. So uh, excited to have all three of them. They've been really positive additions to the staff. Um, Really doing a great job. Uh I, I knew all three of them you right. Know, yeah. prior. Right. Um
0: I've learned over the years you know a lot of people.
2: I well, mean, I mean that's the coaching world now. Yeah.
0: But you in particular, especially in this state, seem to know everybody.
2: Well I spent a lot of my life in this state, yeah, so I know.
0: Yeah. But I mean I'll bring your name up to somebody in the West and obviously you're from out right. there. But I mean just places that even newish football coaches. Right. If they don't know you directly, they know someone that's coached with you or I mean. That
2: could be good and bad. It's
0: all good though. <laughs> I mean, it really is all good. You, you, I, you never hear any because you're right. Sometimes you hear. Well, I would say it's like you're right up there with Mac Brown. I would say you're right up there with Mac Brown. I, would I'm, I don't I'm know about serious. that, but I'm being serious,
2: yes, you, know, you know, certainly, certainly, coach Coach Brown was. Uh, Everybody loves that guy. Well, you know, <laughs> when I started out as a young high school coach, uh-huh. I came down here to visit, and uh, he was phenomenal with me. Yeah, and uh, we developed a relationship then, and have. Have known each other since, and certainly I, re, I respect him greatly. But you're right, he, he knows everybody, everybody thinks the world of him, and I think that certainly that's helped him a uh, second time around at North Carolina. Yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, transition it really quickly.
0: As far as playing, we're a little over the board here, but mm-hmm. it, this is the organic conversation that, that is. Uh, but as far as playing UNC and NC State, mm-hmm. where is that as a priority
2: in your mind? Well, oh, I think they're great rivalries for our institution mm-hmm. um you know our the one thing that people don't realize is when when John Gilbert and I got here, the schedule was booked out for the most yeah. part till about twenty twenty seven you know so we don't have a whole lot of say in the schedule till till about then, but I think certainly uh that rivalry with those two institutions in particular is one that uh, I think our fan base uh they enjoy that uh I think it makes sense um and I think it makes sense for them too.
0: You've got uh, another one of those in-state institutions on the clock, if you will, uh, right. for this year. Oh yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, uh, is that a is that a game that like a UNC uh, ECU like a yeah I think States, it could should happen with yeah. some regularity.
2: I mean, I think certainly you know they've certainly the last uh, you know decade have have really uh, brought that program a long ways, and you know they will be top twenty-five. Or just outside of it, preseason uh, when we face them in Charlotte, but uh, it's going to be a great matchup to to I think two two fan bases that are probably you know maybe the two strongest football fan bases yeah. in the state. Absolutely, um, you know, squaring off in Charlotte to start the season Thursday night. So uh, it'll be a great game.
0: You remember, I'm sure, back when Bank of America in its yeah. opened and ECU would play somebody like a South Carolina right. or, or somebody. Is that something, I mean, I, I know you don't really necessarily want to give up a home game uh, to do that, no. but I mean, is that a a game that yeah. periodically you might... Could... Well, especially
2: from the standpoint of us recruiting the Charlotte and upstate South Carolina area, I think any time we can get down there in that area because, uh, you know, obviously it's... Good football. I think probably the best football in the Carolinas is in that area. No offense to anyone. Don't get mad at me. Just, uh, I'm just, I'm just well, saying just traditionally. Yeah. So, right. yeah. um, so I think it's a good area for us to play in.
0: Do you? Um, it, it, when's the next, I guess, round of, of scheduling where you're really going to have some influence on who non-conference wise? <laughs> probably like
2: 2028. 20, <laughs> I don't know. That's a John Gilbert question. Okay. But, uh,
0: do you do you think that the league uh, in football needs to Stay away from divisions. Remain with divisions. I mean, that was something we. I don't care. You don't. Well, okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't care. Okay. I,
2: I would like to see us. You know, if if you obviously if we're going to divisions, we need to add a team. So. Well, that's what I was kind of getting um, to. Yeah. You know, I just, I'd like for us to you know hopefully stay in the the league for a while and mm-hmm. just develop some rivalries. I mean, I think that's that's what to me you're kind of missing is just who are your natural rivalries because if you ask. Our fan base, they probably say UNC and NC State, you know, um, but we're not in the same league as that as they are. So,
0: you know, there's, I guess, that with UCF, and obviously they've had some big changes yeah. happen down there, South Florida. I mean, there there are the there's the potential, yep, geographically yeah, speaking. Sure, and then a lot of it, I think, is as ECU will get more successful in the conference, right? Those kind of you know rivalries, even if it's a short term kind of rivalry, right, tend to develop, right, and, and a lot of that is. It's a competitive league it's a heck of a league. I think people, it is people just maybe don't understand how good this league is.
2: When you came in, you knew it was good, but, but. I knew it was good um, but I mean you're, you're going to see as, as much size as you will in any league in college football and you're going to see speed every single week and the offenses in this league you know are really you know really high octane. So it was announced
0: today, Coach uh, Mike Houston's in the studio with us here. The D1 Council's approval of the one-time transfer for all college athletes without the need to sit out—that mm-hmm. has uh, been approved today by the by the D1 Council. What, how does that change your business?
2: I just—I I don't think it's if you like the way college athletics has been, uh, then you're not going to be a big fan of it um, because it's going to change everything, um, you know, and it, because of the next thing that's coming. Uh, that you know it's I'm not going to sit here and criticize the NCAA, but sometimes they do things without thinking is they're going to have to tr- they're going have to change the 25 um, counter hard cap rule you know we can only right. sign 25 yeah. a year yeah uh, they're going to have to change the aPR calculations um, all those things are going to go out the window because your your roster is going to turn over pretty heavily I would think every year um, and I don't want it to be like that because I'm a big on you know recruited recruit a kid out of high school, develop them, grow them up, develop a relationship, uh, develop a culture. And, you know, this undermines all of that because, you know, it just turns into, you know, if a guy's not starting or whatever, then, you know, they they, they can just take off. And it's just – I don't think that's good.
0: There's a lot of uh, high school <clears throat> coaches who really, you know, because high school's being played right now, high school right. football is. So they feel like a lot of their guys, especially because you've got to see quarterbacks throw. Right. Haven't had correct. There's seen. very good guys who are seniors that have put up big numbers. Nobody's seen them through. Right. Uh, when we talk about a lost year. That this is mm-hmm. this it, North, by not playing in the fall.
2: Right. North Carolina, has North Carolina compromised the way that a yep. lot of
0: kids that could be playing with the
2: next. North game. Carolina and Virginia, and then with um, the extra year of eligibility, uh, this transfer rule, I think you're going to see um, you know high school high school athletes are going to have a harder time. You know the very very top ones will still get picked up, but you're going to have guys. It'll be harder to get a college scholarship than it than it was two years ago and before.
0: Recruiting right now, what is what is
2: that? So it's still Zoom, it's still phones, and you know they they can come on their own Mm -hmm. uh, to visit campus, but we cannot have contact with them. Uh, I can talk to them on the phone, I can Zoom with them, all that stuff. Uh, But then June one. the ncaa's announced we're gonna go back to the traditional recruiting calendar so i've told our coaches i said you you might as well buckle up you're not gonna get a day off in june Uh, you're gonna have (laughs) you're gonna have official visits you we've got like seven prospect camps um you know you'll have you'll have recruits on campus every single day you know i would think in the month of june right
0: yeah Uh, i mean what do you do if you have a kid because you know not everybody can play at at the high d one level uh but i mean if, if there's i mean what would be your advice for a parent that you know maybe wants to get their kid to go play somewhere d2 or, or, or d3 or anything hey that?
2: it's good football you know I was, yeah. I was back this past uh weekend yeah how do they get noticed though? oh well i mean you you can you you'll get noticed if you're if you're a good player they'll find you right um and I think you know I get stuff every single day i had some guy randomly walk in the building today and and brought me a name of his nephew or somebody that plays at a school in the middle of the state and mm-hmm and has had a good year and just wanted us to take a look at him well you know i'm going to take a look at him right yeah. you know he may not be good enough but we're going to look at him to see if he is yeah uh, so i think just you know getting getting the the you the prospect's name out there getting yeah. the film huddle uh is right. a, a service uh, that's pretty easy to put together highlights and you know i look at uh, you know i look at prospects every single day and I, I go to their huddle i go to their twitter i look at Right, You know, all the stuff there. And, um, you know, so it's it's a lot easier to get recruited now than ever.
0: That's an interesting thing about Twitter. Because I, I see a lot yeah. of
2: things now, guys giving,
0: you know, student-athletes in all sports advice, have this on your Twitter.
2: Right. Use your real name. Have a picture of yourself. Yeah.
0: I mean, do you look for those things?
2: Yeah. And, and don't put anything that's going to get you <laughs> nixed. I mean, yeah. uh, you need to be careful. Because, you know, it's, you look at the draft every year. There's some knucklehead that's put something on there. You know, ten years ago, and as soon as he gets drafted, the you know some media somebody pulls it up and puts it out there, and you know he's got to try to explain it. So,
0: Uh, we were talking a little bit about the youth on the roster uh, in our opening segment. So there's 68. Is that the number of freshmen?
2: I don't know. I know we were the we were either the 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 youngest or the second youngest roster in FBS football last year. I do know that. So uh, we're young, but the good thing is we played all those young kids last year. So you know, they're young, but experienced. Right. Yeah. So uh,
0: is the caliber of, of recruit in the program? I mean, is, is that strengthened too, as far as yeah, the, the drastically? Yeah.
2: I mean, you look at the way we run, especially the way we run in the secondary, way we, we, we run at the skill positions on offense. You look at some of the size we have on the lines, both offense and defense. Uh, it is drastically upgraded from what it was when I walked in here. And, uh, you know, those guys, they're not going to get any smaller. They're not going to get any slower. Uh, and they're not going to be any less experienced. They're only going to improve. So that's that's why we're so excited.
0: Yeah. Where are the big competition areas right now?
2: Uh, it's across the board now. It's, right. There's competition everywhere.
0: Where, um, where are the areas that? Well, I, mean, I, th- I
2: think uh, in the secondary, uh, because we do finally have some depth in the secondary, and it's quality depth. Uh, there's a lot of competition there uh, across the board. Linebackers the same way. Um, you know d line, you got all those young kids. you got like you know, we signed eight freshmen uh, in the in the class right. uh, that we played last year. So you know there's a lot of competition there, but it's it's everywhere. It's you know probably the the only place where you've probably got a starter. We well, got a couple of starters locked up, you know Holton right, you know, Tyler Sneed. Uh, right. You know, guys yeah. like that. You know, yeah. they, but but you know, everywhere else, there's there's a lot of competition. There's competition there too. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, you know, those guys are you know, they're pretty good at what they do. Right.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Tyler Steed, as far as bringing it every day, if, yeah. if you could bottle it and sell it,
2: uh, you could retire, coach. Well, yeah. We, we we'd have a <laughs> bunch of trophies. Uh, we'd be talking about which bowl game we're going right. go to. And so <laughs> nice. Nah, he he makes the most of his God-given ability. Yeah. It's it's really special every single day. I mean, you know, there, there's a guy I saw something that, you know, before 2019, uh, ECU hadn't returned a kickoff or a touchdown in, in like 10 years right, or something yeah, like that. And right. He's had one in each of the last two years against South Florida. Pretty fast team. Yeah. Uh, and Temple. I mean, I think he's a special player with the ball in his hands.
0: Running back room right now. Uh, good room. Good, like? good room. room. Not many. Well, I was gonna say, not good.
2: big in numbers, right?
0: But it's the quality, not the yeah. quantity, with that. Role. Right.
2: I mean, I think Rajay and Keaton, I think they're, I think they're two of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, not just on our roster. Uh, I think they're both starters. Mm-hmm. I think they're both special players. Um, really excited about Pop McKay, who uh, who will be in right. here this summer. Yeah. Um, great personality. Really good player. You
0: gotta have a. Great personality oh, no and doubt. be a good player if you got the name Pop, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt.
2: <laughs> and then, uh, and we're gonna have a couple of others that uh, we're gonna add to the roster this summer. Okay, I uh, can't really talk about those guys yet. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. How much of that is <clears throat> we
2: will, will? I mean, there's still some areas you're, yep. you're looking to shore up. With... Yeah, you'll we'll, you'll we'll probably add you know a guy here or there gotcha. um, across the board. Yeah, uh,
0: the the competition to replace to replace Jake Verity. Uh, I guess it was reported Patrick Nations has entered the portal. So mm-hmm. is that just one guy now? Do you do you see for that?
2: Oh no, we've got we got two guys coming in this summer that are extremely okay. talented. Okay. So um And and I think Owen's doing a good job, mm-hmm. but it's it is going to be a heated competition this summer and this uh, in fall camp. Um, you know, for who, who's going to be the starting place kicker? Okay. Yeah. Really, really excited about those guys.
0: Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the guys that have? You know, worked out as far as the combine a few weeks ago and, and their prospects.
2: Well, I thought they. Um, I think the biggest thing is they prepared well. Yeah. I mean, I thought all, uh, I thought all all four of them. You know, Kendall Futrell, uh, right. from two great years kid. ago, yeah. great kid. Yeah. And then um, you know Deontay Blake and mm-hmm. Jake. I thought they had prepared themselves for their pro day, and I thought they they performed well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that each of the four going to get their shot. You know, it's just where 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 are they going to fall? Yeah. Will be the thing.
0: The the Verity thing is it's tough anyway. But yeah, there's only there are really only thirty two, maybe thirty five floating around out there. Yeah, you know that's that's the tough sort of deal with that. But you just got to get the shot. You got to kind of latch on with.
2: Yeah, he's talented, but uh, but there's a lot of talented ones out yeah. there. Boy, Deontay Smith is just come on, it's, it's unbelievable. It yeah, really is. I told him I wished he had uh, <laughs> I wished he looked like that when he was playing for us. You know he didn't. We didn't. He didn't play for us last year. Of course, right. of course that hurt us. But yeah. uh, you know I, it was it was always a constant thing with me trying to get him. You know I mean I'm telling you we and we feed them. Mm-hmm. You know we do everything. Anytime they're around and I can give them food, I'm giving them food. <laughs> um, and you know just to see him now, I mean it's it's exactly what I I envisioned when I walked in. It's just I hate that I walked in so late in his career. Right. Uh, because you know he's. He's got a shot. Those long arms, his athleticism, great feet, and now he's finally got the size on him. So I think you'll see him probably be a mid-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's just
0: important for the program. If you can get a couple guys in there. Yeah. We can, oh know, no cause, doubt. Because that's that's a big that's a selling point. No doubt. Recruit,
2: you know, I got a, I got a bunch of guys from my previous school. Well, I was, play, yeah, so. I know you do. <laughs> And, and, but, uh,
0: but, I mean, that I mean, that tells you you're obviously getting good players. Right. But,
2: you know, to – Also, you're developing if, them. Right.
0: If we can see an ECU yep. guy make it in there, I think no that's doubt. huge. Uh, you, you mentioned you were back out in the West uh, here recently. Congratulations. It's a Thanks. Hall of Famer. We have a Hall of Famer in our midst here, <laughs> uh, Ben, uh, the Lenore Ryan Hall of Fame. That you. they would announced you were going in. Right. And I guess the COVID year kind of yep. screwed up the the induction ceremony, but that was great. It actually
2: worked out because you know in the fall I was going to do a video that they were going to play, right. and yeah. like Amanda was going to go and just mm-hmm. represent me because we, we it was a game weekend. Mm-hmm. But then with them playing the spring, I was able to be there in person, and so you know several of my former players were back, and uh, had a great time with them, and it's mm-hmm. just so good to because they're all you know thirty, thirty one, right. you know, that that age now, and <laughs> and uh, one of them's still playing. Uh, and then, but the other thing is just to see the uh commitment to football there that they have made since I yeah. left. you know, we had a great run uh, and uh you know, made it to the national championship game my last year and uh but they have really really put the resources into the program and i mean, I'm excited to see that program where it's headed I, before you were there, I did
0: a game one for them for television. I mean it had kind of a classic neat stadium, yeah, now it needed between a face the bricks, step. yeah, between yeah. the bricks, and it needed. And then you kind of came along, and and was that they sold you on a vision, you sold them on a vision? How did all that sort of?
2: I'd I'd never been a college head coach, so it was they took a chance on me, right? You know, I was a thirty-something-year-old assistant coach, and and uh, you know, yeah. Coach Fred Goldsmith, uh, you know, he really helped me get that job, and right. uh, athletic director then Neil McGay, mm-hmm. he believed in me, yeah. Uh, and took his shot, and I had a bunch of kids that uh, had a great bond with them, and they believed uh, in me and what we were doing. And um, you know, they just—I just, just the stories from those kids and the way they played—you know—it's—it's it's been the same formula everywhere I've been. But mm-hmm. that formula right there—if if we can replicate that here, uh, which I think we can—God, um, we had a lot of fun. How, how close are you to replicating? <clears throat> we're getting—we're getting pretty close. Yeah. I mean, just because, uh, you know, you look and we run so much better. We have some playmakers both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. But we just have such a in-your-face, you know, attitude with the way we play. And that's that's what we've been trying to develop. And uh, I think that fits the – I think that fits Eastern North Carolina. I think yeah. that fits ECU. I think that, that's just kind of – you know that's always you, know, you think of the Steve Logan days, the Skip Holtz days. Mm-hmm. I mean, those teams had that kind of attitude, and I think that's what our fans resonate with.
0: You know, uh, the the Logan teams, anytime, anywhere, was kind of yeah. the philosophy. They were a lot more physical. You know, everybody talks about because he was an innovative offensive right. guy. Uh, everybody talks about what Ruffin McNeil did, obviously, and, and, and right. all the passing with uh, sure. But those Skip Holtz teams played defense and ran the football.
2: Right. That's, that's now we've now now we now. I know everybody. Listen, we're not going to run the triple option, okay?
0: (laughs) Oh wait, I was going to say,
2: still scored a lot of points. We did,
0: but I mean, they won championships here at ECU by running the football and and playing hard nosed.
2: You have to do those two things to win, okay? Now I'm all for throwing it, right? I've 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 told Holton I'm good with throwing it forty times a game. I'm good, okay? But we're going to run it thirty five times a game, (laughs) okay? Well, you have to run the football. you to win, yeah. You you have to, and and with the two backs that we have, right? I mean, the thing is, the better we can run the ball in this offense, the better we're going to be able to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think certainly we've got playmakers both at running back and at receiver.
0: I didn't ask you about <clears throat> Jeremy Lewis, and I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, he he moves to the defensive side of the ball. Right.
2: Yeah. You know, when I saw him in high school, I thought
0: that seemed to be a more natural fit yep. to him. Now, he's a it great is. athlete, and he he you know obviously made was a great high school receiver. Right. Uh, and and obviously to play that in college, he had to be talented. But to me, he just seemed to be defensively a game changer with all his physical assets.
2: Well, he, you know, he, he, he did it for the team kind of deal, did it for the program kind of deal playing tight end. You know, I I get hired and there's one tight end on the roster. That's it. And uh, obviously we're going to use our tight ends. We're going to be 11 personnel, you know, virtually all the time. We'll be some 12 personnel in some certain situations. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we like to use tight ends in our offense. And, uh, so, you know, I asked him to play tight end when I first got here because uh, when I was when I was hired, he was getting ready to sign with us. Um, and he was great. He, you know, Coach, I'll play wherever you want me to play. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, we've, we've added a lot to that room, and, and he came to me and we talked, and he said, I, you know, I feel more comfortable on the defensive side of the ball. So we made the switch. Uh, it's obvious it was the right switch. He, he is going to be an impactful player for us on yeah. the defensive side of the ball. A little banged up right now. so He's missed uh, the last couple of practices. He'll be fine, um, but uh, I, I think he's going to be a, a guy that will really help our help our defense well, this just, fall. He's a long,
0: freakishly athletic. I mean, well, that's what's...
2: and instinctive.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, anything we haven't covered that we needed to talk about?
2: I don't know. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. <laughs> well,
0: I appreciate you coming yeah. by here and doing this. I can't no, thank you good. enough. But, I mean, this is uh, this has been a lot of fun. Um, Case you missed it early on, Coach Houston with us here. There will be a spring scrimmage.
2: scrimmage. Yeah. A week from Saturday. Correct. Somewhere around lunchtime, twelve or one. Okay. I'm, we're gonna talk about it tomorrow morning and decide.
0: All right. Who's in this meeting now?
2: Is this uh you the and the coaches? Staff. Okay.
0: Yeah. I like I like that. Yeah. I like let the coaching staff me. I like that uh, right. way of thinking. Were you going to pull the skip halts if we'd had the pig cooking and he would stay out all night with his buddies and cooking? Well, pig?
2: I, you know, I try I I did that to a degree in 2019 okay. that was my first taste of it we uh-huh. we're trying to get the pig thing going back, back going, so. Right. Now, I'm all for would that. Would you pull the
0: all-nighter like uh, skip would? Uh, I don't know about that.
2: <laughs> what? I would have to see it to believe it. Okay. Uh skip pulling the all-nighter. No, he did. I I Okay. You can I, verify. I can verify that. Okay. I,
0: those were the days where I would pull all nighters. I like my sleep. I do. I, I've fallen in love with my sleep now. I gotta have yeah. my sleep.
2: Uh, family? Well, they're good. They're okay. good. Uh, you know, doing youth sports uh, here locally, okay. and yeah. so uh, Amanda's. You know, she's basically turned into a taxi service. Yeah. So, but they're doing good. Baseball, right? Uh, the eight-year-olds playing baseball. Okay. And then the the twelve-year-olds playing uh, basketball. Okay. All
0: right. Very good. I've I've heard yeah. the baseball team is sharp. That's what I've. I, a friend of mine has a kid, a son on another team, and I hear that that team you guys have is
2: <laughs> loaded is what I hear. I've, I've been to I've been I made it to a couple of games. We got one kid that hits it a ton. Really, a lefty. Yeah. Okay. He's a big kid. Hank's kid hit a home run yesterday. Did he really? Yeah. Greenville hammering it's big
0: time. Ha- uh, hammering hammering Holt, Hank. Hammering Holt Hinton is what they're calling okay. it now. Good deal. And uh, he uh, he knocked it out. Now uh, what
2: we're, we're hoping for. Um, you know, football to get back going with the youth leagues this fall too. Yeah, both of them, both of them want to do that.
0: That's in so. the, that's that's important for a community. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Well, I just
2: really think I just, I just think youth sports are important mm-hmm. for kids. Yeah, uh, no matter where you're at.
0: You were gonna be a doctor if you weren't a,
2: a yeah. football coach. That's, that's that what true? I thought I wanted to be. East Carolina put me on a waiting list. Them in North Carolina, those two schools put me on a waiting list for med school. Okay. And uh, so I took a job teaching high school science and coaching football and basketball. Right. Were you – so who were you, who's your basketball idol? Like when you
0: emulated oh, your – who was it?
2: Well, I don't know. De- Dean Smith, okay. uh, I would imagine. So you run the
0: secondary break with your high school guys. Gr- growing up to. in this state, yeah, I mean, that's right. that
2: was your deal. But
0: uh, Yeah, okay. I just uh, – you you seem like you'd be a very intense basketball coach. That's,
2: it, yeah, prob- <laughs> I probably was, so that's
0: okay. Who Who is your coaching kind of – Mentor, the guy you might call, you know, you got well, to... that's a, a couple.
2: Okay. Know, one, one of them, ironically, is a basketball coach. Okay, Richie Sizemore, who's one of the winningest basketball coaches in the history of North Carolina. Right. That's who, that's who hired me at TC Robertson High School. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Goldsmith, uh, yeah. who was you know, coach at Duke University, coach at Rice. Uh, you know, he I was his defensive coordinator at Lenore Ryan before I became head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he and I talked, you know, probably every week. Okay. So, but uh, and he's up in he, where you grew up, right? He, he was. He's moved just across the border. He's in North Georgia now. His okay. his daughter lives there, and so he and Fred and Pam moved there to be be close to right. the grandkids. Yeah.
0: Th- again, thank you for
2: doing this. This was nah, great. It was good. Thanks and, for having yeah, me on. A
0: lot of fun, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you uh, at some point over the summer. I'm
2: sure. Fantastic.
0: All right, uh, Mike Houston, let's break. We'll come back. Ben will have an update, and uh, we'll wrap things up here on this uh, Wednesday Patrick Johnson show.
1: Ben Byron here for your 94 through the game sports update. We start with ECU Baseball's for much of the week. Their away series against Houston was shrouded in doubt. The Cougars dealt with COVID-related issues, but we can confirm that that series is still on. The team is traveling to Houston today, so join us Friday at 245 as Corey Gore live in Houston gets you set for the Pirates doubleheader against the Houston Cougars right here on your flagship station, the ECU Pirates. 94-3 the game. Meanwhile, part sophomore Connor Norby was named to the Golden Spikes Award watch list an honor awarded to the best amateur baseball player in the country. Some news related to part football. East PN released their preseason FBI rankings for the American Athletic Conference. And something that Coach Houston may take issue with is the fact that the Pirates were ranked 8th in the conference for football out of 11 teams, of course. parts beat out Temple, Navy, and USF in the poll. But the disrespect didn't stop there as East PN gave ECU only a .1% chance of winning the conference conference. conference top three teams in the rankings were Cincinnati at one, Tulane at two, and Memphis at three. From the NFL, another star player finds themselves in a lawsuit as Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donalds had a criminal complaint filed against him for assault. An attorney claims that his client had to receive 16 stitches along with a broken orbital bone and nose, a concussion, and a sprained arm after he bumped into Donald in a club. The Rams organization released a statement saying that they're aware of the situation and they're looking into it. What, what was the litany again on that? what was that again all the injuries all right so there's a 16 stitches along with a broken orbital bone and a broken nose a concussion and a sprained arm and he claims he just bumped into him in a club and he just freaked out all right that's uh that's quite a reaction there mm-hmm. Elsewhere in the league, defensive end Davian Clowney signs a one-year deal worth $10 million with the Cleveland Browns, and linebacker Vince William resigns the Steelers. On a one-year deal from college basketball, Duke sophomore Matthew Hurt would declare the NBA draft and forego his remaining college eligibility. And in light of Cincinnati's head coach and vacancy, according to CBS Sports' John Rothstein, UNC Greensboro head coach Wes Miller has emerged as a serious candidate for the gig. And from the world of MMA, UFC president Dana White has confirmed a date for a trilogy bout between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. fight set for July 10th at UFC 264 in Las Vegas. Dana White also announced they will hold a full capacity crowd for that event. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I've been Byron P-Man back to wrap it <coughs> up after this quick timeout. Excuse me. kick with Clay Travis. If the White House reaches out and says the president would like to do your show, the answer is always going to be okay. Period. And if that upsets you, you can go listen to a much less successful radio show somewhere else in the country.
0: Every morning, 6 till 9, on Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94 3, The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Uh- the stunning conclusion of the show. Uh- it's the P Man here on 94 3, The Game. Another uh, hit for Coke. I hope he's listening right now. I hope so, too. It, he was great. Too. That was so much fun to have him uh, in here. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Coach Houston's a, a good guy. Probably thinks so, I'm a mon reader. Well, you just, you listen. You have a great memory. You listen. You remind me of stuff all the time, then. Great
1: attention to detail.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know about it. Well, An award winning actor. You know, I got it all. Oh, you! I was going to save that for tomorrow, but you want to go there, huh?
1: I just need to put it out there.
0: Ben starred in some indie movie, and it won an award. Now he's claiming he's an award-winning actor.
1: Oh, yeah. oh well, that's what it is. So. We won. <laughs> and you acted in it, right? I acted in it. I think I had the best performance in the Scrollbot film. had something to do with this, too, what didn't he? Yeah, he had the boom mic.
0: Why weren't you the sassy ant? That's what I... To me, you look like you could play the sassy ant. Well, you know, my acting days are over. I'm more of a producer type now. Is that right? Know.
1: Yeah, I'm a suit. Yeah. A suit.
0: With that nice tight school. kind of perm, you could have been the sassy ant is what I'm getting
1: at. Yes. Well no, this isn't a perm. This is all natural. <laughs> okay. A perm you gotta get done. You know, I'm I'm blessed to have the
0: uh, you have the curls. The mane, yeah. Yeah, the mane. The curls. Yeah. Uh tomorrow, Will Bland will be with us. Rose has had a sensational year in football. And uh the uh Former Havelock Ram, ECU football alum in his own right, our friend Will Bland, uh, will join us tomorrow. We'll have some other things, too, uh, to to, uh, to tell you about. Uh, the coach at Union County High School, which is outside of Charlotte, got gunned down in a shootout with a drug cartel, a Mexican drug cartel, yep. in Alamance County last week.
1: Good grief. That's quite a story.
0: So he, the coach of the basketball team at Union County High and another guy made a run on a, like a, a stash house. And they got into a shootout. And he got killed. Good God. Now that's a story. I think it was the basketball coach yeah. and the track and field coach. Wow. That's amazing. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. That's that's unbelievable. Uh, thanks to Coach Houston for being with us. The guys will get it up on uh, the podcast, 94.3thegame.com. Uh, Wherever you download your favorite podcast, you can check it out uh, there.
1: We're on YouTube now, too. Are we? We have a YouTube.
0: There we go. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow with Will Bland, Patrick Johnson Show.